apologize my gardener's turned up a day early <gasps> i sound like the queen don't i oh <laughs> <laughs> any noise i might go on outside you just said oh today's better for me carol i hope that's all right and i, I didn't really have a say in the matter because like, <laughs> trying to get hen's teeth getting to someone to yeah those, you know so yeah. okay well oh, welcome to uh just chops in podcast carol decker from Tapau. Hello, how are you? I'm good. And uh, you were just telling me you used to live in Eindhoven? I did for about a year when I was about 18. My oh. lived in Holland. He he um, he, he divorced my mom's sister and ran off with a Dutch model. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then nobody spoke to him for years until he. I thought, well, he got talked to my dad and he said, uh, you know, does Carol want to come over and she can au pair for us for a while and enjoy some time abroad so I went yeah so we started talking to him again ah. I worked for him looking after his little girl and then I, I worked in a bar in a place called Sertogen Boss which is I think a, yeah 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 so yeah ah, very good I didn't learn much Dutch because um the Dutch are so brilliant at English that I didn't really have to get tested yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, when I start, start speaking Dutch, they all speak English back to me, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, so first of all, I need to say hello from uh, an old friend of yours, Mike Armstrong. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I just so, uh, saw each other the other day. Yeah, 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 we had him on the show uh, a few weeks ago now. That's a nice song, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 it is a, it is a nice song. Yeah. yeah, came out on the same day as yours. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah, no, that it's a direct competition. Yeah, his his has got a real Billy Joel feel to it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so yeah. you have a new single, Guess Who's Sorry Now? That's right. We put it out um, as a download single on the 30th of April. Um, and it went to number 27 in the iTunes chart, which we really didn't expect because our new stuff doesn't get that sort of attention, sadly. You know, the, the sort of classic 80s hits. Um are very well catered for because um, everybody loves the 80s and, and it's had quite a renaissance for many years now. So there's festivals and um, 80s formatted stations. So all my old stuff gets played all the time, but it's quite hard to get people to give your new stuff much traction. Yeah, so yeah. i with that. And then there's another chart over here called the Heritage Chart set up by Mike Reed. The, the okay, yeah. 1980 sort of top of the box Radio 1 DJ. Because um, he saw that gap um which was lovely. So it's a platform for all of us. I think we're number 13 in that at the moment. So that's yeah. good. 
we were in the hot new release on Amazon. So it was great, you know, and thank you, my fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the song because it is, it feels like real music, you know. You yeah. can hear the chord changes in, uh, in the guitars and yeah. and it is a real, uh, it's, a, it's a sort of an 80s throwback song, I suppose. Well, that's because... It's got that 80s vibe to it. Yeah, that's because it's me and Ronnie, you know, Ronnie Rogers. I don't know how much you know about to power, but Ronnie and I, have, yeah. uh, we put to power together and we've always written the songs and... Uh, he wrote all, wrote all the huge hits with me, and then we both collaborated with the band on these. But Ron does all the that's Ron on the guitar. In fact, I was listening to it the other day, and there's some real um, loud guitar squeaks. And yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I don't think he heard. You're supposed to take those out. Oh, I like it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes it real, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, because uh, yeah. the music at the moment is just so much electronica and the the standard pop music, you know. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, we have to be careful not to sound like old farts, don't we? It was always... <laughs> I, I like a lot of um, newish stuff. Although I must admit, I don't know much about a lot of the really um, emergent big artists. Like, my daughter isn't a Doja Cat. Okay. No idea who she was, and she's insanely, massively successful. <laughs> I didn't know who she was. So that's a real age thing. But I think... Um, you know, your, your tastes are sort of forged in a certain era, aren't they, at, at a certain age in your life? So it's probably why we all like the 80s, I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe. At our vintage. <laughs> so you miss the 80s then? No, no, I don't miss the 80s, no. But I'm just saying um, it was a fun era, wasn't it? With The music was great. The artists were unique and um, unique to each other as well. When you think of how different people look, like Madonna and Boy George and... Yeah, well, it was very individualistic, wasn't it? Exactly. And uh, the pop songs were brilliantly crafted. And then, of course, you had, you know, um, the birth of MTV, the mobile phone, uh, the, the computer, sort of everything sort of seemed to burst, didn't it? And it was an yeah. incredibly exciting decade. Yes, yes. I, I think people like to refer to it all the time. Um, I don't miss it, but I was, I'm glad I was young in it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, me as well, yeah. yeah. So what, what was it like then? So when um, when China in Your Hand came out, yeah. that was kind of like an overnight sensation, really. And, you know, it, it went massive. It was the number one for five weeks, and then the, the album went quadruple platinum. Yeah. What, what was that like? That must have been a crazy time for you guys. Well, it was. It, it, funnily enough, that overnight sensation thing. Well, Heart and Soul was our first international hit. Um, and Ronnie and I had been slogging away for about five years before we got a record deal. So it wasn't really overnight. It just seemed that way. Mm. For us, it was a, a very long and painful road sometimes. Um, and we put Heart and Soul out in the UK and it was a huge flop. Went in about number 98 straight out again. And we thought the record company were going to dump us. Oh no! <laughs> but um, fortunately, America liked it, so it started climbing up the Billboard chart, which was great. Got to number four, and stayed on the Billboard chart for six months. And then um, a trendy jeans company at the time, Pepe Jeans, used Heart and Soul in its cinema um, commercial campaign. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a little bit of cool and a reprieve, so it got re-released in the UK and also went to number four in the UK and top five most places that it, territories it was released in. And then came China in your hand. And that yeah. was you're quite right. It was just insane. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll never forget the chart positions. It went in at 43. So it went 43, 19, 5, 1. 
So it had legs. We knew it had legs. It was sprinting up the charts. And, and then to stay there for five weeks was just, it was insane, you know. And, yeah, um, and of course, it opened up this incredible world for us. And we were all over the place, you know, high flyers, busy bees. Um, I remember it was so exciting. We, you know, the private jets would be laid on because our schedule was so busy. We couldn't always make a scheduled flight. So you go from New York back to London to do top of the pops, then get to Heathrow, jump on a private jet and go to Germany or Italy or some, you know, um, not just to, to be on a private jet, darling, but literally <laughs> they just had to fit the planes around where we were needed, you know. Yeah. And it was great, but some of them were really small. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, I remember one, I, we got there and the, the plane was laden with booze. There was champagne, beer, everything. And we had, you know, a few hours flight in it. And we were all like, glug, 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 like youngsters do and filling our boots. And then we discovered there wasn't a toilet. Oh. <laughs> and I, I have a bladder the size of a pea. Um, I think a couple of the boys went in some bottles at the back of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I went back to wherever I was going. I, I was... I just sprinted to the airport toilet, you know. <laughs> so that was like, note to self, next time you get on a private jet, make sure there's loo. Yeah, <laughs> or take a bucket. <laughs> so there were heady days, you know, and we did. We went well, really, I mean, that's the stuff dreams are made of for, for young pop stars, you know. Yes, and I absolutely, we all loved it. We all absolutely loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Mm. People, it's nice to be liked and wanted and, and admired and, and upgraded and all the things that go with it, you can imagine, you know. Yeah. 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 And we used to stay um, for the Dutch Connection. We always stayed at the American Hotel in Amsterdam. Okay. Which is a fantastic hotel. And then we did um, a lot of our second album, Visselord Studios, which is also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Belgium. Yeah. Big Dutch Connection. Um, I have been told there's some. Um, Dutch in my family tree. Okay. I've never really checked that out because you can do that now on all those websites, can't you? Yeah. But anyway, Holland's always meant a lot to me. We've always had a big connection. Yeah. Oh. So when you come back, you'll have to look me up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I remember yeah. as well in 19, was it 98, I think, Holland won the European Cup. And yeah. Huge festival. I think it was Roskilde. And um, I think that's Holland or is it Denmark? I get shot down now, I? So um, I went on to do the encore of our set in the Dutch football strip, which is orange, and we oh. just stole the festival. Yeah, <laughs> <that's good. laughs> yeah, I thought I've got a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. It is a good idea. So going back to Ronnie, then I mean, yeah. uh, he was your co-writer from the start of the band. Yes, and you were in a relationship together. 13 years we were, yeah. Yeah, really? Oh, so we, did you form the band together then? Yeah, we um, we met, he was in a local band in Shropshire and I was in a local band. And um, I sort of pilfered him from that band, if you know. Oh, okay. And then we began our relationship as well. And we um, we started writing for the band that I was in. And then we decided to quit that. And we borrowed some money off my dad and just set up a home recording um, studio. Yeah focused on our writing and um we got a small deal from mca publishing five grand which so ronnie quit his job as a telephone engineer which was a really well paid job so it was a really big risk mm. 
and he didn't tell his dad for six months because his dad oh. was mad, you know. So he <laughs> knuckled down and um, and finally got some London management and then finally got a record deal. But it, as I said, it was four or five years, you know, and it, we were yeah. pretty skint for a long time and we would get downhearted at times for sure because you'd think, well, you know, I think this is great. What we're doing is great. What's wrong? Why aren't we getting there? But it's... It's right place, right time with the person that gets you. And um, those people were David Bettridge and Simon Hicks of Siren Records, who were owned by Virgin. And they they liked what they heard. They set us up in a big studio in Shepherd's Bush in London. We did a showcase for them, just a couple of songs. And they said, let's do it. Let's do a record. And then they sort of put lots of producers in front of us. And um, the one we went for was Roy Thomas Baker, um, because Ronnie loved Queen, absolutely okay. Queen, and, and Roy produced most of their huge hits, including um, Bohemian Rhapsody. But what he'd just done more recently to that time, like about 1984, was um, uh, Drive by the Cars, the, the contemporary Cars album. Remember they used the, the track Drive in um, as the charity record for Live Aid? Yeah. I loved all of that. So it was Queen for Ronnie, Cars for me. So Roy was like the perfect choice of producer. And off we went to America and did, did Bridges Pies. Ah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when, the, I mean, when you broke up then, was that sort of due to your relationship split or oh, the I mean, when the band broke up? Yeah. No, uh, the band broke up because bands break up after a while. We did about from 86 to 91 and, um, Without going too much into it because it's boring and I don't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the usual cliche stuff that you'll hear most bands talk about um, in their autobiographies or whatever, which is you start falling out over money and mm. uh, girls. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were married. They were all married. <laughs> you know, like in creative direction and stuff like that. And they suddenly weren't happy just being players. They wanted to write more. Yeah. Which is and so we, we wrote The Promise. The Six of Us wrote the, our third album together, The Promise, which is a great album. Um, but it just, yeah, it just wasn't going well on a personal level with some people. We just weren't getting on anymore. And then um, 91, we broke up after our final tour. And then, and that was it. And then 1993, Ronnie and I called it a day as well. So oh. um, it's a tough couple of years, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you miss miss being in a band? I did. Um, I kind of just took some time out because a lot had happened. Um, my dad died suddenly of a heart attack in 1990. Then the band broke up in 91. Then my relationship founded. Then we got dumped by the record company. Oh. My relationship founded. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like that fashion sketch where they go, anyone fancy a pint, you know, exploding <laughs> in the psychotherapy session. But I did. I just had a bit of a shit couple of years mm, on every yeah. level, personally and professionally. So I kind of stopped for a while and I was lucky I'd made some money. So I went out to LA and I was hanging out there with friends and stuff. And then in 97, back in London, I, um, I did a bit of acting and and radio presentation so you know a few few little interesting things would come my way because I'd made a bit of a name for myself so you know I had some money in the bank a few bits and bobs to do and then in 97 I met um a guy called Will Ashurst who who had worked for EMI and had his own video production company and we got friendly just chatting in a pub really 
And he put a band around me in 97 and um, I started working again. And then he introduced me to one of his best friends um, who's uh, I've been with for 23 years is my husband and Brilliant. father of my children. Yeah. yeah. That's what I told him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and life got good again from about, yeah, I had my babies at Scarlet in 1998, Dylan in 2002. And then I just haven't stopped working. I, the time's just flown by. Excellent. Yeah. So it was a, the, yeah, middle chunk of the 90s was a bit of a shit sandwich. I, I wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. No, that. So, you've, so you've been gigging quite a lot now. Obviously, COVID's had a bit of an impact towards that as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, um, I had a load of shows like every everybody well you know not just the music business but everybody's life's been turned upside down mm. unless you can work from your laptop in your underpants and then you haven't really <laughs> noticed anything so i've heard uh, but those of us who have to go out to work yeah definitely got hit hard and um i'm just before i've spoken to you today i have been doing emails all day moving shows around it's still a nightmare it's great that they're coming back online but like i had a a a tour of what have we got here? I could tour that all those days. Just, they were booked in for April. They've now been postponed, possibly to September next year. So, you know, and I've had another show is moved three times because everybody's having things moved and postponed and all the rest of it. So it's re it, it reminds me of that. Um, remember the three D chess game in Star Wars. My yeah. diary is like that at the moment. I'm going, yeah, I can do that. Can they do that? And they come back and go, no, they can't do that. Can you do that there? I go, no, I can't do that there. Oh, they do it here. That's a nightmare. Okay, yeah, we can all do it here. Let's do it there. You know, and it's like, it, it's still um, a movable feast for sure. But um, I feel much more cheerful than I did last year. I, I, it, I, was, I didn't handle it well, really. Just couldn't, okay. couldn't get over it. It was awful, wasn't it? It was just awful. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It wasn't good. Well, like, um, I don't know what you guys do. Do you have day jobs? It's like, it was dystopian, wasn't it? Like we were in some terrible zombie film or something. Yeah, know? well, I, I sit behind a laptop all day in my underpants, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've done that for the last happy. 80 months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfectly happy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Although I have missed the interaction with people. Obviously, I have Zoom calls with my work colleagues, but it's not the same, you know. It's okay. nice to interact with people properly. And, I, you know, I can't wait for that again, so it'll be nice. Yeah, and, and the great thing about technology is that luckily some people have been able to carry on earning a living, which is really important. You know, everybody's got, got a mortgage to pay, most of us have anyway. Yeah. Um, but I just, I couldn't get over um, being told, you can't leave your house more than an hour, you can't go to the shops, you've got to wear a mask, you can't sit on that bench. And where I live, I live in a little town called Henley-on-Thames, and we've got an outdoor market in the square, and they fucking taped it off. Oh, never that. In one end, out the other, and wear a mask outside in an outside market. Mar um, yeah, but if you were that side of the ticker tape where the pavement was, you didn't have to wear your mask. But if you were this okay. side, you had to wear a mask. It was insane because it, yeah. it was all outside, you know. Just stuff like that drove me nuts. But um, anyway, hopefully it's, you know. Yeah, hopefully we're going to get to the back end of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I heard you mention Star Trek then, so obviously your name to Pow comes from a, a Star Trek a Vulcan priestess or whatever it was. 
Yeah, she was. She was. And, and for a while, people thought I was a crazy Trekkie, but I wasn't. I just enjoyed the TV show. You know, it was okay. the, the original. Yeah, I was going to ask you, who was the Star Trek fan in the, in the band? So um, it, it wasn't that I was a Star Trek fan. How can I put it? Um, I didn't mind it. If it was on the telly, I'd just leave it on. And, and we couldn't decide on a name. And the album was in the can. And um, it was its release date was set and everything. And we couldn't agree on a name. And so I was pottering about in my flat and TV was just burbling away in the corner, you know. I wasn't even really watching it. And I just kept hearing this to power, to power, to power. And I liked the word. So I put it to the, to the rest of the boys. And it was kind of the one they hated the least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's it. We're, we're to power. That, fucking it. I'm making a decision. <laughs> <laughs> and then I slightly live to regret it in America because they they are crazy Trekkies or they were. Yeah. And this was like long before Comic-Con was super cool and trendy where all the big stars turn up to promote their sci-fi movies. You know, Star Trek conventions and, and super Trekkies were utter nerds yeah. <laughs> following me around and I was really worried about it, you know. So. Well, there's enough of them, so it's not really a bad following to have, is it? <laughs> did, did you guys ever... Sorry, did you guys ever get to play at, a, at like, a, a convention or anything? No, no. Oh, I, 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 cool. a mile. I wouldn't now, but then, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. cool then. Yeah. It's amazing how things change, isn't it? And how the perspective of things changes. And now, like I said, Comic-Con is basically, you know, a similar thing, isn't it, for all mm. sci-fi lovers. And now if someone said, would you like to play a Comic-Con convention? I'd be, whoa, I'd sprint to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tons of people, you know, fantastic. Yeah, fingers crossed. You never know. Something like that could come along. I'd be good. Oh, maybe somebody will watch this and book me. You never know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our fingers crossed for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we, we have quite a lot of them, don't we, in the UK? I know they have them in, because obviously I'm based in Wales, and they have them in Cardiff, maybe two or, well, probably twice a year. Yeah, we let's go to the... We, my kids have been to London twice, and then we were in San Francisco five years ago, and and there was one on there. At the same mm. time they went to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. One in Holland as well. Yeah, that's big business now for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got anything else, Dave? Um, yeah. So one one of the gigs that you penciled in for doing this year is um, is Wales Rocks. Which is a, a bit of an eighties revival in um, in Newport, in uh, in a large place there. Um, that doesn't sound familiar to me. It's probably in my diary. I'm definitely doing Let's Rock Wales, which is that that might be that might be what it's called then. Eighteenth <laughs> of September is Let's Rock Wales. That's it. That's it. That's it. I shall be there. It's a big yeah. Energy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I'm I'm dog sitting that day, and my wife, my daughter, and one of their friends have got tickets for that as well. You, you don't get to come. No, no, I've, uh, I'm I'm dog sitting. Would you rather dog sit? That's the thing. No, 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 no. I, I love oh, all that. They have a great time. They will. They will. It's a great lineup, and um, and I think people are going to value live concerts, aren't they? This year. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone's going to just cut loose, really. Yeah, oh, I think so. I think so. They're going to be they're be coming out in the masses. I think people uh, as soon as uh, lockdown is um, is finished, definitely. And I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody. I can't wait. I'm yeah. Uh, how to sing, how to wear heels, hold a mic, 
and <laughs> remember all the words because I have had a good year. So have you been honing any skills while you've been in COVID lockdown, like cooking or? Uh, I, no? I did Celebrity MasterChef a couple of years ago and um, my husband's an amazing cook and he coached me. He's a professional chef. And I got to the quarterfinals, did really well. But as soon as the programme was over, it just came straight off the hard drive. Oh, okay. I'm back on fish finger sandwiches, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't really hone any skills. Oh, I'll tell you what I did the other day. I met, I mended a belt. My son, his belt buckle snapped. So I ordered one online because the leather was really nice on the belt. I thought, well, that's a shame. And um, I unpicked it all and got the rivet apart, put the belt buckle in, managed to pop the rivet back together, and then I stitched it all with string. So it's all got all the big stitches, and I, ma- I made a belt. Excellent. What do you think of that? Amazing. That's awesome. That is awesome. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Um, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, amazing. 18 months worth of uh, yeah. practice. I haven't been productive at all. I, I, the first couple of months, like everybody, I thought this is only going to last a couple of months. I cleaned mm. cupboards and drawers and had a little clear out. But, and, I, and then I just lost the will to live. I got halfway through painting a wall. And okay. Couldn't be bothered. In fact, our living room wall, I got um, about six different paint samples delivered. And I painted all these squares. And then um, they're still there. Oh, right. (laughs) Well, you've actually released some new music, so... Yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, we got that done. Uh, Me, Ronnie and a couple of boys, we wrote three songs. Uh, Be Wonderful, we released last year with the lockdown video, and that was great fun. And uh, Guess Who's Sorry Now, which is out right now, as you mentioned, thank you. And we've got another track uh, that we're still working on called um, Stupid Love Song. Uh, but the mix isn't right on that. But we've got all the instrumentation recorded and I did all the vocals by February 2020. So that was before lockdown happened. Okay. And then Ron's got a studio. He's in Wales as well. He's in Monmouth. So he was able to crack on with the mixes. And then we just thought, oh, well, let's just put stuff out. You know, let's just do mm. it. Um, so I didn't really do the creativity part during lockdown. I got that done just before. But the mixing, yeah, Ron will mix. And he'll send, send me a mix on Dropbox and I'll listen and critique it, send the notes back and sort of back and forth kind of things. And then uh, my daughter did the artwork for the single cover because she's an artist. And then my son, Dylan, did the lyric video, which is up on YouTube for it. It's a little family affair. Brilliant. And I've been doing all the promotion, talking to, to guys like you and radio. That's great. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's brilliant. Because I, I watched the um, the Be Wonderful video and I, I really enjoyed it. i got to be honest, because it was it was like a proper proper lockdown. And I guess I was in your house as well with all your own animals. So with yeah. your Irish or Red Setter, is it? That's Finn. Yeah, that's yeah. Finn. He's two now. He was one then. And our duck, Joey. And <laughs> we had two ducks, Joey and Chandler, but they got, Chandler got taken by a fox, which is really sad. Oh no! And ducks are always in pairs. Run the ducks yeah. in pairs, and so she she bonded with one of the chickens, and so she follows this chicken everywhere. And you can see chicken <laughs> really, really pissed off. It's like, yes! <laughs> and Joe's like, ah! <laughs> the very sweet way they they um they imprint ducks, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's all the chickens, and we've got more chickens now. And I just this, we've got so many eggs. I'm just giving them away to strangers if they walk past the house. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and we had, although the kids are older now, they still had loads of toys they just hadn't thrown out yet. They're in toys, so we got all their toys out and and um it was good fun to make. And 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 again at that time lockdown was peculiar, but that we hadn't been at it for very long. The mm. weather was amazing, so we could be in the garden, it wasn't that depressing. Um you know, and we made, tried to make as much fun as we possibly could, but few months after that I didn't feel that way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I certainly related to the bit where you sat on the settee with the tuba Pringles and I did an awful lot of that during furlough yeah got a bit of Covid timber that's for oh, sure yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So are you are you guys looking to release an album next year? Are you still still in the throes of writing some more songs? We're gonna start that again. I am not a boffin. I can't write remotely. I can't write on my own. Um I need to be in a room with musicians. Um so I need to get with Ron and the guys yeah. start writing again. And we'll do that as soon as we're allowed. That's gonna I think we're gonna be able to do what we want pretty soon. And I think I can come to Wales now anyway. Yeah, because that's all changed. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, for sure. We just yeah, we're all waiting for the big thumbs up, and then we'll get to actually get together. Um, because that's just I'm old school. It's just the way I work. So as soon as I can do that, yeah, we're, we're going to have an album ready to go hopefully next year. Oh, brilliant! That'd be good. That'd be good. Excellent stuff. Oh, I look forward to seeing that and hearing it. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. make sure you let us know. We'll do absolutely. Yeah, oh, I'll get you over to Holland as well. Oh, that would be fun. Well, we were there last year. No, sorry, not last year, 2019. Can't, can't remember where I was. It wasn't far into Holland, I know that, and it was a really well-known club, but I can't remember where it was, so that's, I might as well not be speaking no. there. <laughs> <laughs> was it in Amsterdam? No, it was the Bode Bode Mere Club or something. I can't remember where it was, but it was great. It was great. Treatment okay. of things. Fantastic. I had a wonderful time. Always have a great time in Holland. Always do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, I was explaining to David, he asked me what's the difference between living in Holland and living in Wales, you know? Yeah. And it's such a modern country, so uh, yeah. it's very clean and tidy. Yeah, I remember that. What's um, Eindhoven was called Gluilampen, wasn't it? Because Philips, yeah. they call the um, Philips. Yeah, there was a light bulb factory. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, very clean, very tidy, and everybody loves their flowers. Also. Uh, and I like all a lot, because the orange is the national colour, a lot of the canopies on the, the houses are orange, aren't they? Yeah. And when I used to go to Amsterdam with my uncle, um, all the, the the beautiful canal side houses have got all steps leading up, and lots of people would have flowers in anything like an old boot, a kettle. Yeah. You know, what... Uh, it's not just plant pots, but all we do is just plant, plant something. Yeah, whatever, you can throw something in. Yeah, so I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, all right, Carol. All right, chaps. Well, so we'll uh, let you go. We've, we've had our half an hour. Thank you so much. Well, I've got to go and play the gardener now. Right. Yeah, we're going to plug your new single. Yeah, you're going to play it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll link it to the show and uh, we'll, we'll plug it through all our socials. When you pops and tails and everything, send me links and then I'll put it on Facebook and let everybody know that our chat's out there. Okay, cool. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Thank Thanks you very much. Todd scenes. Todd scenes. Bye, Taff. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
there, there you go, Dave. That was a nice interview with Carol Decker. Yeah, she was a lovely, man, wasn't she? She was really she was. good. Yeah, I got to be honest, I was I always had a bit of a crush for uh, for when she came out with China in your hand. So um, that was a bit of a special interview for me. I was nice. I did enjoy that. Yeah, you did have a bit of a moment at one point. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to finish the show today in a little bit of a different way with uh, playing the video. Fantastic. Gonna, I just hope it doesn't get pulled off uh, the you uh, tube. Yeah, hopefully not. If it gets pulled, then I'll have to take the video back off. But uh, and we we maybe even have an intro in this episode as well. Fantastic. So we'll have a new intro and a different ending. Brilliant. Brilliant. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's uh, so, so if I can work it out. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll get my girlfriend to work it out. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the wise idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, mate, let's, uh, let's wrap it up and we'll say guess who's sorry now with Tapel. Brilliant. All right, see you later. Yeah, take care.
as you cry.